0: Talk Radio.
1: to be white in so many ways is to be raised to be functionally illiterate on the topic of race i am white uh, and part of being white is that i was not raised to see myself in racial terms i mean i understood that somebody had race but not really me to be white is to see oneself outside of race to see oneself as a unique special individual exempt from the forces of socialization I'll never forget a moment of standing beside a black man leading a workshop on race and a white woman said to him I don't see color he said well then how are you going to see racism because I am black I do think you know that and I have a different experience than you do and you're not going to be able to understand that and you're not going to be able to support the parts of that experience that are really painful and problematic if you refuse to acknowledge my reality I don't see color is really a way of saying I refuse acknowledge your reality what's important about that narrative is it reveals what the person thinks racism is so if the person is using proximity fondness across race as evidence of a lack of racism in order for that to be good evidence a racist must not be able to do that. So that rests on an understanding that a racist cannot tolerate proximity to people of color. And I'm hoping that we can see that's pretty absurd because trust me, even avowed racists can tolerate being around people of color and often are. You cannot talk about any other issue without talking about how race informs that issue. And when someone says it's about class, that tends to function as a way to get race off the table. First of all, we're already divided by race. Uh, And focusing on race is not what did it. I would say not focusing on race, refusing to grapple with how race shapes virtually everything is what keeps us divided. And that is a very white narrative. All of those narratives function to get race off the table close the expiration, exempt the person from any further engagement, and protect the racial hierarchy and the white position with it, which is an unequal hierarchy. The challenge I want to offer my fellow white people is changing the question from if to how. So dominant Culture asks, if I'm racist, and I want to change that question to How have I been shaped by the forces of racism? How is racism manifesting in my life? Because it circulates 24-7, 365, none of us can be and none of us were exempt from its forces. And this is where individualism can come in. I have a particular story, but that story didn't exempt me. And so I can ask myself, how did all the things I see as unique about me set me up into the overall racist structure because Good.
2: Come on everybody, let's give God this worship. If you know he's awesome, come on stand on your feet everybody. If you know he's awesome, you're in all of his grace. You're in all of his goodness. You're in all of his mercy. You're in all of his provision. He's great and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah come on everybody lift your hands as we lift our voices come on say my God is awesome
0: awesome.
2: come on say he can move mountains
0: mountains. keep me in the valley come on say it hide me from the rain rain.
2: that's it my God is awesome awesome.
0: come on heals me when
2: I'm broken strength where I've, been where I've been weakened
0: forever he'll reign. Forever he will reign. come on you got it
2: my God is awesome God
0: is come awesome. on say he can, move he can move
2: mountains keep me in the valley, me in the valley. hide me from the I rain from has the he ever covered you come on my God is awesome, my God is awesome. He heals me when I'm broken where I've, been
0: where I've been weakened. Forever he'll reign. One word. Come on, everybody. My God. My God is awesome.
2: Come on, somebody lift your voice.
3: Welcome everyone to another episode on this blog talk platform, this is Brother Death. Awesome. Right here on the Five on Network. I want to thank you for your time tonight, brothers and sisters. We were on vacation, but we are back. It's good to be back, folks. Tonight we are still dealing with excerpts, ideas and thoughts centered around this project, this book I'm writing called The Systemic Lies of White Supremacy are our world ruling religion. And it truly is. There is a calculated, evil, straight from Satan, systemic uh, lies. Out of our white brothers and sisters to initiate this life on the earth. Others have bought into it and uh, of course want humanity take their will and they're united in effort. Anything is possible. People have went throughout the world re-changing or are, are, are changing the world. is know it. History is know it. Bible as we know it, culture as we know it, just changed, redefined everything to the degree that we hear the truth today, we often accuse people of hate, accuse people of insanity, accuse people that are trying to get a truth and how they were. How Father wants to be our um, Up of the great pastor. Tonight, Hit get it in all angles, not all angles, but this lie, this myth, this myth, lies, white men, period, in any way, any form, mind, way. Being originated to be the first of anything, even being evil,
0: yeah,
3: all good, you know. <laughs> like I say throughout the brothers, it's almost like it's just a fabric, it's the literal fabric that make up America white supremacy. A country, a brand new country, might I add, uh, that has influence the world by deception now, to control it to, 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 again uh, under the unction of Satan uh, satanic beliefs uh, that would take one group of people and create something called uh, race based on skin color and to teach and pr- promote lies that one group is better than the other to the degree Let the world buy into it and begin to submit Submit to these lies So this is what we're going to be talking about tonight I'm not not doing it justice right now But we will do it justice Again, brothers and sisters, welcome to Sunday night's program Alright, tonight is, of course, September the 4th, 2022 If you go by the Hebrew calendar It's uh, Elul the 8th, 5,000 782. that is uh, our day today, so tonight we are trying our best to, uh, we're going to be trying our best to really uh, inquire the Most High uh, while we are exposing, exposing, exposing these lies that's just saturated in our culture, saturated all throughout our churches and belief systems. While we're exposing, exposing, revealing, exposing the hidden hands of white supremacy, philosophies and teachings and, and so so forth, we also look to the Most High to guide us, to give us truth, to give us truth that will make us free, that will break the bands, the chains of white supremacy in our mind, in our spirit, that we will not be into this worship of this idol, it really is an idol, folks, that's all it is, it's just a standard that's outside of the will of the Father, it's just no different than the Israelites making a golden calf, calf, or it's no different than the men Uh, in our early years of humanity when they build a golden, um, I mean, when they try to uh, uh, build a tower up to Babel, It's just the same thing It's just mankind misbehaving Creating images And gods For people to worship That's all there is, brothers and sisters It's idol worship White supremacy is idol worship That's all there is to it So tonight What do we have? Okay right now it's going to be the sets going solo. Uh, it's like the first two years talking about
0: puppies.
3: Uh, I'm going to dedicate these shows those Jews to those two gathers at the corner living out prophecies and the Bible. You know, for obedient that would be like to get time and has ever father said happened Israelites their children, their children, their children. If they did not obey him exactly our Father carried away, And so, today we find ourselves in America. We find ourselves in uh, Europe. We find ourselves in Africa. We find ourselves in China. So tonight, I want to dedicate this show to you. And uh, just to tell you that we here at this Firestone Network you are aware of you. You're out there, aware of your pain. Don't take it lightly. Very serious. When we say we, these shows are dedicated to you, old oh Israel, scattered out the four corners. You know who you are. Some of you don't, though. But those of you that are living out those prophecies. 28 That was to happen to Israel And they walk in disobedience We don't believe And we don't see uh, Nations living out the blessing That was upon Israel In the first uh, 14 verses Deuteronomy 28 We don't see any nation on the earth Living out those blessings So we have to believe That the operating the curses. not to mention that uh, Moses said before he died. She said That when I die You'll be rebellious people we look for the curses. Uh, more importantly, we're living in them, brothers. We're living out those curses now. And I don't believe more that uh, the Father's behind that nation that he called on the north country to rule over us. I don't think he's no longer behind But so I think what's happening now, we've served our sense, so to speak, uh, in these lands where the Father scattered us. And at this time, we're just simply... There's changing of the guards but There's a changing of the guards And I think what's happening is uh, A lot of our brothers and sisters are um, A lot of our brothers and sisters are simply um, um, Going through um, what happens when Those in power do not want to give up ground Not want to um, give up territory uh, that they've been ruling over, not to mention some of us are reluctant to take up our rightful place because we've been serving so long. So you got a problem. Uh, that's what's happening right now as I speak in 2022, uh, and I'm sure the years to come, there is this, this thing about these Israelites where they don't want to take their rightful place And there is this thing about those that have ruled over us, those oppressors. They don't want to give up control. So you got one group of people that don't want to give up control, another group of people that don't want to step up into their rightful place.
0: However,
3: there is those that are doing just the opposite. There are those whites that are understanding the time and that are willing to turn over the the reins of power. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Just believe me, brothers and sisters. There are, and then there are those Israelites, the Jews, scattered at the four corners, that are ready and seasoned to walk in the authority, the new authority of power. So, uh, but there is a changing of the guards. Make no qualms about it, brothers and sisters. So, um, I want to just, just again say to you, Israelites. Again, these shows are dedicated to you first and foremost. But we also welcome. All humanity to the to the on network to listen and glean and get and participate uh press one on our phone lines and come on and participate uh and uh what we are uh doing and trying to accomplish here participate, brothers and sisters, please participate uh don't be intimidated by the topics, don't be intimidated by the topics or any co-hosts or guests or callers that come on. Again, participate as much as you can in this process, all right? So that's what's happening tonight. And we just, again, um, just want to make that clear that everybody is invited uh, to participate, uh, and you're welcome. But the show's first and foremost is Dead as the Israelites. I want to uh, play another clip by uh, the um, young lady that I opened up the show with. And by the way, her name is uh, Robin D'Angelo, Robert D'Angelo is the author of *White uh, Fragility*. uh, *White Fragility*, and uh, it's a New York Times bestseller. And I don't—I'm kind of shocked that something so controversial would be a a bestseller. But nevertheless, it is a New York Times bestseller. *White Fragility*, and that's why I open up the show uh, with her talking about race because this lady right here is no joke. And I thank the Father for, this is what I mean by there are a lot of whites that are willing to uh, uh, allow uh, and and promote uh, so-called blacks uh, 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 who are ready to walk in their destiny. And uh, she is doing that by challenging a lot of this um, unrighteous uh, rule by whites under the um influence of white supremacy. She is speaking out against white supremacy and um, so just have hope, brothers and sisters, those of you that tuning into the show and you've just had it up you just fed up with this whole notion of, of white supremacy and uh, you're just really upset about the whole thing. I know we have people tuning in all the time looking for answers, and, and they know Brother Seth is not going to be one of those gentlemen that, or, or one of these It's um, not going to have his network uh, walking in hate. And so a lot of y'all like the Five on Network because you know that over here at the Five on Network, we are going to uh, love, walk in love, but we are going to deal with white supremacy, and that's why you tune into this show. So... Uh, uh, I just want you to know, uh, again, have hope, brothers and sisters. Be encouraged. There is a Most High. You know that. You know that. Believe that. And some of you uh, need to just remind yourself of just how powerful he is and how he have dismantled many governments before America, and that America is just another power a giant that is going to fall. I'm talking about the wickedness of America, not the righteousness, but uh, her wickedness has come up before the Father, and she is going to fall. Know that, brothers and sisters. Be encouraged by that. And uh, this uh, author is just one of many speaking out against this evil system of white supremacy. Folks, there's a lot of sin in our world. There's a lot of sin in our world. Oh, my goodness. So why do I talk so much about this sin? This sin is a little different to me. This evil is a little different to me. This philosophy is a little different to me, or even we can even call it a religion. This is a different uh, animal because white supremacy creates slaves. White supremacy literally creates folks to sin, folks feeling uh, rejected by the Father when he didn't reject them It's going to cause them to spin out of control with rejection And the Father never rejected them You know, hiding people's, uh, taking people's place in scriptures By whitewashing the scriptures to uh, uh, That a lot of white, so-called whites in power have done Under the influence of Satan i got to keep saying that Because I refuse to give all this power to white people uh, that would be white supremacy all over again. No, it's Satan, brothers and sisters. It's Satan that have divided, that have divided men, mankind along uh, a social construct called race uh, based upon color, this whole invention. And so most of this stuff is just uh, these lies we're hearing. It's just illusions. And even a lot of us that have accepted this term black, is that's what I am, Many of you have accepted you're black. Many of you have accepted you're white. Uh, this right here is giving strength all by itself to this philosophy and to this white power structure. You may think you're innocent, but brothers and sisters, if you are con- calling yourself and claiming to be black or claiming to be white, you right there flunk the test of being innocent. You're not innocent. I'm not trying to put you on no guilt trip or nothing like that, but if you or calling yourself white and black, you are buying into and giving strength to the system created by man where they will divide mankind based upon strictly skin, has nothing to do with the Bible, has nothing to do with the Father. He never said, never, never has he divided his humanity based along racial lines. So what happens is when we all buy into it and we have by simply saying white and black all the time, what happens is you create something. And so obviously people want their side to win, and uh, it's kind of like a race, an actual real race, you know. Uh, uh, if people want those that they feel have something in common, there is this natural thing to just want to be with your kind. So if you feel like you're black and, you're supposed to be st- and they're supposed to define you as a group, it's obviously the one that's... To hang around blacks, which means you're going to be influenced by a higher way blacks think. Uh, You're going to have uh, in your culture, you're going to have certain things that you would define as your culture if you think you're black. If you think you're white, you're going to define your culture uh, as a certain uh, way based upon what so-called white people say. And so you're going to defend your turf, so to speak. You're going to be proud of your turf, so to speak. You're going to be proud of who you are, who you think you are. And again, if the Most High have made you this way, then you should be proud and you should fight for your 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 kind and all of this. But guess what? It has absolutely nothing to do with the Most High. So you are fighting and promoting and standing up for something that is an illusion, an illusion and illusion and illusion, an illusion. You are fighting a battle that the Most High never ever ordered you to. You're defending turf that the Most High never, ever ordered you to. You're trying to preserve a lot of our white brothers and sisters, trying to preserve something that the Father never told them to preserve. And that's what brings us to this show tonight, right here on the Five Song Network. The systemic lies of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion. One more time I'm going to bring on uh, this young lady. Uh, she, she's not young, but she may say she is. She may think she is. But Dr. Robin D'Angelo. Uh, I'm going to play one more clip by her, and then I'm going to get into some things that, again, that is dear to my heart uh, about this topic. And I um, just want you to hear uh, some angles uh And also, some angles that she have on this topic. And I want you all to know that I just met this lady. I just found out about her about a week ago. So this book has absolutely no influence by her uh, up until this moment. I mean, she may influence some some of the future writing because I haven't finished the book yet. But This lady I ran across, and I knew nothing about her, but I'm just trying to show you how the father is using different people to say the same thing we've been saying here at this Five Swoom on Network for years before me even getting wind of who she is. So it's very encouraging to hear, again, uh, our so-called white brothers and sisters. uh, I have to say so-called because, again, we don't buy into a race based on color but if i say who i think they are y'all get confused and you won't know who i'm talking about so uh but i just so this is why we say a race based on color anyway here she is talking about again um uh, uh, uh just different uh angles on race that you will hear nowhere else so here we go i hope you enjoy this
4: Turning now to the continuing debate over how to tackle racism in America. Our next guest is calling on white Americans to address the subtle ways in which she says they cause racial harm every day. Robin DiAngelo's 2018 book, White Fragility, catapulted catapulted to the top of the New York Times bestsellers list amid the calls for social justice after the death of George Floyd. Her new book is Nice Racism, How Progressive White People Perpetuate Racial Harm. It argues well-meaning people can fuel racism. Robin D'Angelo joins us now for an interview you're seeing first on CBS this morning. Robin, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Good morning. First of all, what exactly is nice racism? Because those two words well, nice don't go, go together, Robin. Those are two the, words, are, nice
5: and racism, do not go
4: together.
1: Well, if it grabs your attention, that's a good thing. We need to grab uh, one another's attention and start having a a difficult conversation or continue having that conversation. But the explicit uh, acts of racism are fairly recognizable, you know, epithets and slurs. Uh, but there are many more subtle manifestations. And because they're more subtle, they're more insidious. Uh, they're often perpetrated by well-meaning people uh, who are not aware that they are causing harm uh, and are in denial about that.
4: Robin, you, you say in the book that you've been guilty of this yourself, that you, you've made your own missteps. What, what, what are you, were you referring to?
1: Oh Well, absolutely. I, I'm well aware that I have perpetrated racial harm across my life, and I'm also well aware that not one moment of that was intentional or, or conscious, but it still caused harm. And an example I opened the book with is uh, back when I was in college, and I'm a non-traditional student, so I was in my 30s at this point in my life. Uh, My partner at the time uh, and I were visiting uh, another city, and there were some friends of hers she wanted to look up, so we made plans to meet this couple at a restaurant. Um, I had never met them before, and when we got to the restaurant, I saw that they were both Black. And at that point in my life, I didn't know any Black people. I was rarely ever around Black people, and I was excited. Uh, I wanted to (laughs) immediately establish that I was not racist, So how did I do that? (laughs) I proceeded to regale them all night long with stories about how racist my family was. Uh, I shared every joke, every comment, (laughs) followed by, can you believe they said that? Mm. Thinking that what I was demonstrating was that I I recognized those things as racist, and I would never say those things. Yeah, so that made you better than your family. Yeah, that made you better than your family, yeah. Yes, but I was, subjecting this couple all night long to all those comments. And I would not have brought the conversation to race if they had not been black. So I was also objectifying them. And I wasn't paying any attention to their signals as they grew more and more uncomfortable. And maybe the last point to pull from that example is my partner, uh, while she wasn't participating in those comments, she also wasn't interrupting them. And so she contributed to it. uh, allowing that to happen. And that's a great example. My intentions were to show I wasn't racist, but the impact of my behavior was racism.
5: Yeah, I, listen, Robin, when I read that, I, I sort of laughed, but I was also cringing for you because I've yeah. been in a situation with white people and they'll pull out pictures of, look at my brother-in-law, look at my daughter-in-law, look at the things that I've done. And I'm thinking, now, why are you showing yeah. me this? Or I have a friend right. who's sick and it turns out she's black and they just wanted me to know about it. So I'm I, I yeah. really related to what you were saying. but. What was fascinating to me is here you were in your 30s, you had had very little contact with black people. and You said 75 percent of whites in this country have little or no contact with black people in their lives. I, I thought that was so fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, that's based on a survey by the uh, Public Religion Research uh, Institute. And I think it's pretty clear uh, in most white uh, people's lives. Most white people live segregated lives. Um, and are not taught to feel any sense of loss about that. And if we're being honest, in large part, we measure the value of space, of neighborhoods, of schools, by the absence of black
0: people. But Robin, what do you say to
5: people, because I want to get this point, when you say there's Robin trying to make white
1: people feel guilty again, (laughs) what is your response to that? I I think that's a a willful misreading of my work. I'm not interested in guilt. It it serves no good purpose. Um, I'm clear that I have uh, uh, participated and perpetuated racism in my life. I don't feel guilty about that. I didn't choose to be conditioned in uh, a society in which racism is the bedrock. And the anecdote to guilt is, uh, reparative action, yeah. uh, responsibility. I Again, I didn't choose my conditioning, but I am responsible for the outcome of it. And when you change your understanding of what racism is, when you move past this idea that it's an either-or proposition, you know, either good people or bad people, uh, gu- guilt becomes moot.
4: Yeah, guilt is, is not a particularly productive emotion either. Right. Robin D'Angelo, thank you very much for being with us. The book Nice Racism goes on sale tomorrow. Go
2: ahead.
3: Okay, folks, and that was just, an, uh, again, uh, just an interview by Robin and um, uh, D'Angelo, and I just thought that I just love that story that just fits a lot of where a lot of white people at. But remember that this show, is not focusing on uh whites per se. This show the way my angle is where I differ from Robin is her thing is getting white people to see how uh they are racist and and, and that and even in, in thinking they're not because they was went into the army, she talks she says that that's another thing she uses uh, she's getting them to see That they are practicing uh, By You know just just a lot of Ignorant things they say and do And I appreciate her angle on it Just share because Those so called Whites listen to the show tonight I definitely want you to Understand that um, What Robin is, is, is Has revealed tonight That's exactly Exactly how I feel uh, 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 there's it's the good people in America that probably is the bigger problem than the rebels than the loud racists because there's millions of good people uh I don't think most people are extreme racists, I think most people really think that they are exempt, like she was just saying. That's the bulk of where I think a lot of white people, as she says, 7% have little or no contact with uh, blacks as far as dealing with this topic. I agree with her. So let me ask you a question. If 7% of most whites have little or no contact with black people where it relates to race, let me ask you a question. How are we ever going to solve this? No, really, How, how are we... How are we ever going to solve this? This is why Brother Seth have taken it upon him to every Sunday talk about this thing and try to hit it every show from a different angle. And I wanted to bring her on tonight to just show just how good white people feel about race, and yet they're practicing and promoting it. And this is the good white people. You heard her talk about that, promotion, promoting uh, white supremacy. They are ignorant to how they are strengthening the hands of this system. What do you think uh, bad white people are doing? So-called white people. If this is what good white people, then I would throw in there church-going so-called white people. If this is what they're saying and doing, what do you think the rest of the people are doing? And I am going to open up our our angle on it. At the Five Sonson Network, what we've been talking about for the last, I guess, eight to nine shows on Sunday, and that is what about 92% are, well, the United Nations say 10% of whites, 10% of this country is white. So what about the 90% of this, uh, 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 let me slow down. Many of you already know that the UN and other agencies have said that white. So-called white people make up 10% of the world's population All right, So my question to you Is If whites only 10% of the world's population And 90% Of the world's population is people of color Seeing the dominance Of white supremacy and seeing how uh, A lot of people Are promoting this, we talked about this On several shows back y'all I got a bill, I can't keep repeating everything They are practicing these, or they're buying into these lies that whites are telling those in power I'm talking about. If they're buying into those lies and spreading these lies and acting out on these lies and have been doing it forever and will protect, uh, uh, will fight against those that don't subscribe to white supremacy, it, it, if that's 90%, uh, of, uh, of, the, of the if nine percent of the world is is no, non-white, how do we think? Where do we get this notion from that it's a white man's problem or it's a white woman's problem? White supremacy is like a lack of coin, brothers and sisters. One side is the teaching that white is superior in some way. Whatever that we can talk about, whether it's in education or. Uh, whites that build America or uh, whites trying to civilize all of humanity and that they have something that others don't we can just, just take any lie that they ever told But my point is Somebody got to believe that in order for so-called whites to rule globally to go in and out of countries and do the things that they're doing with very little uh, with very little pushback at times some some people some nations have to buy into it even slavery could not have lasted as long as it lasts. if blacks some blacks would have just stood up and say no you're not superior and just challenged but the problem is brothers and sisters is these people in power has went throughout the whole earth and just literally de- redefined who we are as a people, who so-called blacks are as a people, who so-called whites are as a people, if I can say it. they 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 have those in power, have convinced the world that we are really, really... A people based on color. And they have convinced the world that America is a better place than anywhere else in the world. And they have convinced the world that Europeans know better and that they're smarter and that they're more advanced and and just promoted white superiority. Now, I do believe that some of what they say has some truth there. You can't get millions and billions of people to follow you with just a, nothing but lies. So I think some of the lies had a, 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 just a, some truth. Okay? Uh, and so what happens is when you get some truth, all you have to do is tell that truth first and you get people to buy into what you're saying because they find out that's true. And then you start sli- sliding in the lies and you look up and you have this global white supremacy. So I just want to just just slow down a little bit and talk about something that's on my heart uh, because this thing right here is not. It's like uh, eating like eating an elephant, as um, many say. You just got to do it one bite at a time. So let's talk about um, what the sister said tonight, uh, Sister uh, Robin,
0: Doctor Robin.
3: D'Angelo, and then I want to talk about how uh, the, the so-called black side of that is. So, if you got so-called white people, good white people, acting this thing out, acting one thing out, brother Seth, they are walking around, participating in white privilege, uh, funding, uh, uh, are, are supporting, uh, enabling uh, this wicked system, okay, and a lot of them, you know, uh, simply just is clueless, and then some of them are are, no better, but because they benefit, they turn deaf ear, okay, let's talk about them for just a second, because on my show, on this show, on Sunday night, my goal is to show how Most white supremacists that are just really dangerous, uh, 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 most of them is really, on our our earth I'm talking about, on the entire planet, most of them are not white. Most of them have heard these demon-possessed people, I believe, speak and act in, in such a way that they have taking on that same spirit, if you will, the same philosophy, and they go about in oppressing, first and foremost, themselves by how they see themselves, because they don't see themselves the way the Father would have us to see. That's what makes this so bad. The Father has said one thing about who we are and what we can do and what we possess. I'm talking about intangible strength and really natural strength, too, but I'm mainly just speaking right now on who we are just as a spirit. So the Father said some things about who we are. We who, Brother Seth? We so-called people of color. The Father said some things about who we are and what we can do through Him, with Him. And then whites come along and, 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 and through getting us to buy into, some of us to buy into this whole culture system. We begin to say things like, you know, we can't do this, we can't do this because white men hold us back. And, and I know that there are efforts by those in power to hold back those so-called non-white people. That right there is true all day long. However, we shouldn't buy and just give up and say that, you know, we can't do this or we definitely could be saying we're not uh, good enough in no kind of way if, if, if whites are more educated in the matter you just find out where they got their education and you go and get an education if it's uh, if it's, that's the case that you know they know more about a particular thing or starting a business or thriving in this area of uh, this these kinds of businesses and you want to uh, you know do the same this business this this language that a lot of African Americans and even none uh, other non-white people are saying, or are they giving credit to the Americans because they they are better at this, or they giving credit to the Americans because they was the first to do this, or are they giving giving credit to the Americans because they can do it faster. All of this can be learned, but when you see people talking in a way that this is just they just. Nobody say whites are better. Nobody talk like that. But what I'm saying is when you constantly see whites uh in a in a position let me just let me just how do I wanna say this because I want people to really understand what I'm trying to say. I talked a lot about foreigners the last few shows and it's kind of like I'm going to have to go back and just kind of borrow uh, what a lot of foreigners say for people to understand what I'm trying to say right now. What I'm trying to say right now is this, brothers and sisters. The Father wants us to see things the way he sees things. End of story. There shouldn't be no other voices, no echoes after he speaks. But we have come into a place mentally and emotion, and, 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 uh, Just in our thought pattern In our spirit even For some people Where we have just We just feel like Whites So called whites Just have a better life That's white supremacy Just because We say that because they have things They have better things Than a lot of people Number one the Most High never said that things would make you happy. Okay? The Most High never said that things in and of itself will make you happy. Things do what things do. It gives you a temporary high until you get used to it. No thing, nothing we own brings the kind of peace and the joy that the Father has promised. So many of us listen to whites even if it's body language of whites, we think that they have it better. And we think that they can do it better. And we can, we think that they can do it faster. And we think that they just is invincible and, and, and some of us even think that they are more wicked, which means technically they still are more powerful. And as you know, it'd be it good power bad power, we feel like they have it. And so Tonight, brothers and sisters Brother Seth, what I will plan on doing tonight Is just kind of talking a little bit about What the what the doctor was just talking about But to also bring it back home And to share
0: how uh,
3: uh, This thing of white supremacy The reason why you see so many groups Out here doing what they're doing And, and just terrorizing the country Is because There is more uh, More Serious system set up, and these are just uh if you will white supremacists without class, but there is some classy white supremacists that sit in the white House, classy white supremacists that sit on boards and that instruct the banking system and that runs our world that is the same as these extreme nazi uh you know uh those i mean. These people—that is the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you think of white supremacy, you think of these kind of people, these extreme folks. These extremists—these extremists—was birthed out of what I'm talking about. A, a, a culture, a literally a fab—the fabric of America—is swimming in white supremacy. I mean, these young guys out here saying white power and. Heil Hitler and all this stuff You got to really listen to what they're saying They're not stupid A lot of what they're saying A lot of good, well-meaning, church-going believers Believe like them They just don't believe in getting out and being violent with it But a lot of them feel like So-called blacks are taking America down A lot of them feel like we are uh, people of less morals. We are unclean. We are, you know, uneducated and don't want to be educated. Just a bunch of lies these people have come to believe. And uh, to be honest, if you ask some of us, some of us so-called African Americans or or black people, even so-called just non-white people, we believe the same thing. We believe the same thing that they often say, uh, 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 these white supremacists I'm talking about. Just take a little sip of this coffee. So, brothers and sisters, tonight, like I said, I'm going to just slow it down a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit about the purpose for the book because a lot of you are just, you're still not clear as to why Brother Seth even writing this in the first place. Some people feel like it's, a, it's a divisive, just like with her. She, I heard her testimony where she's saying that people are thinking she's doing the same thing, going around trying to start a race fight or trying to uh, put, put guilt on people, and it's not true. Dr. Robin D'Angelo is doing a very powerful work in the earth, and I feel like the Father uh, wants this done. He wants us free of thinking. uh, 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 uh We shouldn't have white people in the place in our minds where they are. They shouldn't be in the place that they are in their own minds. We have to humble ourselves and understand there's one higher power and that the rest of humanity is under this higher power. And all of us are brilliant and all of us can contribute to do great things. I mean, all of us have gifts. And so this is what I believe the Father wants me to tell the listeners that that's pretty much what's happening. The Father wants us to believe what He say. The Father wants us to accept what He values about us, how He sees us. The Father wants us free. The Father is a very jealous Elohim. Felt very jealous, God. He don't like sharing His glory. And when we sitting up, instead of saying the Father has come against us, Israelites, us Jews, and they brought us into uh, America to to carry out these punishments to be upon Israel, instead of us saying that and giving all the glory to the Father, although He's doing it in His wrath is still a mighty thing to see. Slavery was a mighty thing to see. It's, it was it was mighty. It was something to behold. The Bible talks about how the Father is terrible in His acts, meaning He's powerful, just to see and comprehend. And this is who supposed we're supposed to be talking about uh, as being all powerful, not the white man. Not how bad he can be, how evil he is, or you know, it's to give the most high credit for bringing us, us who the Israelites to America, scattering us out the four corners. First of all, the earth, and then many of us finding ourselves in America, going through a lot of this. The Father has ordained. This is not white people. The Father has ordained that we be scattered and placed in ships and in houses, and at some point, led by women. It's not something he desired for us, he just said that if I, he told our forefathers that if they basically live by his laws and seek his face that uh, this was gonna be uh, a result of what their children and children and children for many generations go through, so instead of giving the father the most high credit and saying, you know, uh father, how terrible are your ways you know you uh you know instead of just humbling ourselves and saying and giving the most high all of this glory and praise for um, how he's handling us through these people from the north instead of us not uh, giving the people from the north uh, credit uh, but give the most high What what we do is we give these people from the north we make them out to be more than what they are and I believe Satan is behind this, of course. Did y'all know that, and I know I say this, I've been saying this pretty much every show, but I'm going to be repeating, that did y'all know prior to, uh, uh, back in the day when Europe was a baby, that a lot of whites darn near worship, well, a lot of them did worship blacks. They really did. And people don't believe that, but just, just do a little research on it. Whites idolize dark-skinned people early on in Europe. It's true. And we think that they've always had this animosity or whatever, uh, this hatred for us and always have seen us less than them. That's not true. There was a point where whites literally worshipped blacks. But when white supremacy was born and they began to tell lies Brothers and sisters, everything changed. Everything changed. And that's what we're talking about tonight on the Five Song Network. Again, I'm Brother Seth. If you have any questions or comments, you can come on and share them uh, by pressing 1 if you're on the phone line. If you're not on the phone line you listen to this broadcast or this show over the Internet, simply uh, call us at 914-205-5590. Again, call us and state your comment or your question uh, by dialing nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. All right, and brothers, I just want to remind everybody: you have to call before uh, if you want to uh, share with us. I do this normally at the end of the show, but I'm gonna go ahead and get it out of the way now. Those who're listening online, please make a note that if you do want to share on this show. You're going to have to call uh, before our show ends. Uh, uh, we we started at 11 o'clock, and we're going to go to 1 o'clock Central Standard Time. At that time, we may roll over a little bit. I kind of doubt it tonight. But if we do roll over in order to keep listening, you must call that phone number, 914-205-5590. That's if you definitely, uh, definitely want to uh, hear all of the show. Uh, please call that number um, if we happen to roll over because it's going to shut off right at 1 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you want to keep listening, you have to call that number. So just know that. Watch the clock. And if we roll over, uh, you're going to have to call us. Otherwise, uh, if you're on the phone lines, uh, just stay put uh, at that time around 1 o'clock because if for some reason you drop, you will not be able to call back. So Back to the uh, uh, program at hand here Again uh, I, I, I Let me just say this Brothers and sisters I really, really, really feel like uh, There's not enough conversation about this And I feel like a lot of People are being irresponsible With this topic Like she said in her book It's called again uh, White fragility, you know, being fragile. Why is it so hard for white people to talk about racism? It's the name of her book again, White uh, Fragility. Fragility, And, of course, it's number one. Um, it's a New York Times number one bestseller. Uh, but she says, why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism? So, have to give her a little plug there because the book have blessed me really and truly it's not so much the book it's just uh, her, t- her her because I listen to her on YouTube a lot and then I went in on the book but I've listened to her enough to pretty much have read the book um, but I'm thankful brothers and sisters and I'm thankful and hopefully y'all go out and get you a copy of that book uh, because she is on point and um I'm thanking the Father for it Brothers and sisters I want to take a little short break And uh, we'll be back again Going to get into some A little bit more complicated things We're going to go ahead and switch gears And uh, move it on up to maybe third gear And uh, we're going to talk about Something that's very important Where this topic is concerned Brothers and sisters just know this White supremacy is An idol White supremacy is an idol And I promise you that most People that I have met sooner or later uh if i wa- if I had um uh, let me just say this most people are in and out of this this philosophy they're in and out of it they practice every single day, especially if they're raised in the in the west in the u s or Europe they are practicing every single day, but I don't think it's just uh really, Europe and America that I'm practicing. I feel like anywhere there's a media in any country, any corner of the country, anywhere there is social media or the media or access to a radio or TV, white supremacy can be spread without one white person being around. I've seen it with my own eyes. I met foreigners that was full of this, and some of them rarely seen white people, but they was full of white supremacy, full of it. And I just believe in doing these shows that it's the biggest thing in America that divides. I know that there's something, you know, people say, well, Money is it? Maybe money is it. Maybe it's number one. But I know one thing: this germ, this these lies, really, as as the title of my book says, these lies, these systemic lies of white supremacy, they really are our world's ruling religion. White supremacy. These lies have all the tenets, the lies and the practices and the behavior birthed out of these lies. What people do, how they express themselves about these lies, it's no different than any other religion. I mean, it's a religion. It's a set of beliefs carried out no matter what. I'm going to hit that a little harder, but I'm going to open up some other things that I haven't mentioned since I've been doing any of these nine shows. I'm going to talk about some parts of the book we haven't gotten to yet, and I think you'll be blessed by what the Father has given me over the years with regards to this this, this idolatry. Okay? So going to take a little short break and uh, wet my throat a little bit. When we do shows, when I do shows by myself, it's a little difficult uh, with regards to talking, because your throat gets dry because you you don't have anybody to kind of go back and forth with. So when you're doing it by yourself, you got to just keep talking. These are the kinds of things that happen. But I chose this by, on purpose because I want to do the show solo because there's so much to share, and I feel like sometimes I have to go on and interrupt it. So that's why brothers have to do these shows on Sunday by myself. But again, if you're on the phone line you want to get a part of the action, or if you're even in the chat room, go ahead and ask your question, and we'll get to those questions as soon as we can, all right? Um, I say we, I just, I'm so used to saying we, y'all forgive me. But um, anyway,
0: we'll be right back, brothers and sisters. We're going up to the high-
2: battle goes on between the kingdom of darkness and the army of God. And there is no demilitarized zone. You're either on the devil's side or you're on the Lord's side. Now we know that the Lord Jesus Christ has won the ultimate victory at Calvary. We know that, don't we? But our mission, our mission is to enforce and maintain all that Jesus purchased. For us at Calvary, there's a lot of things that the devil has stolen away from the church. Health, prosperity, peace in our homes and our communities, righteousness in our government. These are things the devil has stolen, but as the army of God has taken them back, amen. Are you with me? Are you with me tonight? Are you with me right now? Well, let's go up to the high place and tear that devil down.
3: Tonight, um, again, dealing with the book that um, um, I'm going to be writing, and my brother Seth, founder of the Bible Network. And I'm going to dealing with, um, again, tonight, talking about systemic lies. white supremacy, our worlds, movement, religion, one more time. The name of the book that I'm working on is The Systemic lies of white supremacy are our world true religion and that song is very important Ron Cannoli wrote that song a few years ago talking about going up to the high places and uh, it's not a beat it's not a uh, I know he kind of picked up the rhythm and he said let's go up now but it's not talking about a song or a beat or how fast they go and, and I said it. it's talking about making declarations uh, to, to war against Lies, deception, ignorance, uh, any lies, not just white but any lies,
0: regarding
3: your health, regarding your family, regarding your family, your children, I'm going up to the high place of Passover, declaring the Father's word over your life, and you heard him say earlier, we're going to go and, and claim all that, all that Christ have purchased and with his Death, burial, and resurrection. So this is not about a, a rhythm, but sometimes I think people listen to that song and they think it's just about how they're clapping or how fast they're going. No, he's talking about let's go right now. Let's as we sing begin to declare and, and, and claim things. Uh, you heard him say peace in our homes and, and peace in our government. These are the authorities. Our People always think the government is so horrible and. Everything is so bad and it is. It really is bad. But it don't have to stay that way. If the people ever rise up and say enough is enough, guess what? Enough is enough. And uh you can't change the governments. They can change those seats, you know, they make they vote and uh we who would have thought that they would overturn abortion? And I hope so y'all on the right side on that on that issue, but who'd have thought that in two thousand and twenty two They would overturn that whole abortion case. Folks, humanity is not just completely taken over by Satan. I I think a lot of our world has been, but it's not 100% in the control of Satan. It's a lot of people under the influence of Satan. I could say he's the God of this world right now because humanity has given him their will. And uh, the most powerful thing we have as human beings is our will. And so, yeah, you can say pretty much he's the God of this world, but it don't mean it's a permanent status. Things can change. And guess what, brothers and sisters, according to Scripture, things will change. It's not going to always be this way, okay? There are righteous remnant that the Father's waking up and rising and, uh, and rising, raising up, and they are going to take their rightful place. And like the song just said, they're going to go to those high places, and they're going to speak and command things to be so. People think it's about bullets and, and, and tanks and bombs. No, that's what happens in the natural realm, but all warfare starts. In the spiritual realm It has to do with Seeing things the way the Father say seeing things And declaring whatever He says to us In the spiritual realm Declaring it be so in the natural realm uh, It's just that simple Brothers and sisters It's not complicated So tonight I just chose To continue to talk about This white supremacy because I really think it's the biggest sin, it's the biggest evil uh, in the world that's not talked about in churches. I can say that, Uh, you know, uh, I think I said last week or something, it was the the biggest, the most, uh, the biggest evil. Well, I don't, I probably should not say that. Maybe greed is or something like that, but I know one thing. This thing right here is unchallenged by institutions. And that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight. Because uh, we talk about white supremacy among African Americans. Uh, again, uh, them victimizing each other because of the self-hate that comes from listening to white supremacist teaching. But I want to hit a little bit tonight on institutional racism. We're talking about in churches and and colleges, formal education, and even in culture, just everyday things you see in your culture. Just that's just promoting white supremacy. And we'll even talk about things like the media and more. So I want everybody to just kind of just take a just really listen to your brother tonight. Listen to the heart. Of what I'm sharing tonight, uh, y'all. Listen, I don't care what kind of thing you do for your to make a life for make a living for yourself. I don't care what it is that you do for a living. If you are practicing white supremacy, or you are? And again, we say it like this: you're practicing in thought or your actions you are promoting evil and at the time you are practicing white supremacy you are promoting evil if you're looking at yourself through the lens of what white people, white males or America has said you're mistreating your own self if you are a white person and you look in the mirror and you see yourself better than, smarter than, more prettier than. I mean, there's there a such thing as people being beautiful, I understand. But really and truly, according to the Father, all of his creation is beautiful. All of them. All of us. No, you probably say no, you're trying to say because somebody thinks they're cuter, more prettier, that makes them a white person. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're a so-called white person, you feel like because of your of your whiteness, you are better. You are prettier because of your whiteness. If, you, if that's you or you're a so-called black person and you think whites are more beautiful, just by the way they look, they look so white, you're only saying it because you're under the spell of white supremacy. You're under, it's, its like a spell. Truth be told, if we just want to hit just the beauty thing, and I don't want to stay on this long because uh, since Christ have come, none of this really matters. What I'm about to say, it really don't matter that much because Christ have come and has changed the whole ball game. But white skin early on in ancient times was not pretty. Our forefathers did not think it was pretty because it was a recessive trait. Anything recessive became recessive due to sin. Recessive wasn't a normal thing that just happens. In order to lose, in order, uh, white skin in something as natural as the sun can be a problem. A recessive person is going to suffer because they're losing or missing something. It's not nothing cute about that. I'm just talking about the way the Bibles talk about white skin, the way the Father set all this up originally. I don't mean that person, that individual, is an evil person or not. But as far as white skin, just the skin by itself being prettier, that's not true. It's not according to scripture. I'm not going to be the one to say it's ugly or it's less attractive or nothing. I'm just talking about the way it originally was. I'm just. I mean, who am I? I'm just, just simply saying, here's the scriptures. Turn to Leviticus 13. Read about what it says about recessive traits, what it says about white skin. That's all. Just come back and holler at me after that. White skin, early on, was not something that 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 earth called pretty. It only has become beautiful after we have all been taught over and over white supremacy. Now, when we actually see white skin, we actually think it's better. Somebody said, "Well, what? How does a white person supposed to feel about what you're saying, Brother Seth?" Let's sip of this coffee real quick. I'm a white person. I'm listening to you. What am I supposed to say? Or think about what you're saying. It's not, again, you the person that the Father has issues with. It's just what happens in a sinful state on the earth. There's all types of things our bodies are doing, and this can even be people of color, that has to do with this fallen state of mankind. All types of people getting diseases And different things the body is doing Because of sin Losing pigmentation Is just one of the things That the body does As a result of sin I'm talking about Initially where it came from So Tonight Tonight Why aren't the institutions Of the world Saying the kinds of things I'm saying Why come you Can't hear in church Something that would eradicate The philosophy Of white supremacy That would just put to shame A lot of these folks That nobody really is addressing That are saying things like You know Whites need to go Throughout the world to civilize The rest of the world (laughs) The white broad this and that. Now, again, like I said earlier, the Father has said that he will call a nation from the north. I actually said this on a previous show. He will call a nation from the north. I think I actually said on this show as well earlier. But he said that he would call this nation and that he would utter judgments. I'm talking about coming out of Joel 2 right now where he says he will utter judgment against his people through this people. So the people that he's calling from the north, that is, to go down to Jerusalem, because Jeremiah 16 and 16 talks about how he called a nation from the north, and he says we will call all of the families of the nations of the north down to Jerusalem to Jerusalem and utter his judgment. In other words, use these people as a belt to discipline Israelites and their children and the children children they have for that uh just bear with me, brothers and sisters. The father had promised that he would just scatter um these Israelites' descendants, that they disobeyed. Y'all got so much going on here, it's not funny. But I'm going to continue talking and sharing here. So listen, so what you have is uh, a fulfillment of what he promised would happen to these Israelites. Why isn't institutions like the church that know about these prophecies of the father saying that he's going to send these people why don't they talk about it this is bible all day long the bible talking about a wicked nation coming from the north taking it's going to take Israel captive and it's going to do certain things to them why don't we hear about this through our institutions like the church if we heard that We would not see white people the way we see them, so-called black people now. We would not see them, but when you don't know where these people come from and how they're able to do what they're doing, it makes you give them more power than what it's supposed to have. Now, I brought all this up to say this. I believe that the most I have called a people from the north, coming out of Jeremiah 16 and 16, where he says I will call all of the families of the north. I believe that he's behind he was he was passing, was behind a lot of what these white people are doing. So a lot of to the white male that say, Yeah, we built civilization, we did this, we did that, on the on the surface it does look like that. But if you want to go into a little deeper and just figure out read and research, you'll find that it was the most high that was with these people allowed them to to rule and to allowed them success in taking captive not just Israel but the whole planet. It was the most high. So we have got to form our lips and say it was the most high and not you. Mr. White Man, Mr. White Woman. We've got to say this. We've got to understand these scriptures because if we don't understand the book of Joel, chapter 2, and Jeremiah 16 and 16 and many parts of the scripture where he talks about a whirlwind coming from the north, a wicked nation coming from the north, woe he that coming from the north, and all of these people, he said, over and over and over, it's going to carry out judgment against the Israelites and other nations. So, question is, and then I talk about this in Chapter 2, uh, where I entitled it Institutional Racism in the Churches in Formal Education, Culture, Media, etc. But folks, I believe that racism is a need. It's a need, it's a need, oh my goodness, it's so needed by the wicked uh, to rule, Uh, Divide and conquer To do what they're doing There's big business In keeping the masses Masses ignorant About this topic that we're talking about tonight It's a big business To keep Those in power In power By Promoting This concept of black and white, so brothers and sisters, I believe this is what's behind why we keep going around this topic and why it never goes nowhere number one uh I think the powers that be uh, you know I'm, I'm thinking about things like uh even with the government Helping a lot of our churches, you know uh. <laughs> But, again, let me just back up. Let me just back up. I want to hit something else I was saying earlier. Formal education is no different than the church. I don't want to make it like it's just the church that's not teaching it. A lot of our colleges, they know better. They know better. They know better. They know that uh, 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 about a lot of these lies that white supremacists are sharing in social media with a lot of colleges and uh, people that have traveled the world, professors and so forth, that have traveled the world and have seen some things, they know better. They know better than to believe the lies of white supremacy. They know better, brothers and sisters, so why don't they share it? Okay. And some of them, I understand, there's a fear because, you know, there's a lot of people that, um, that would do something to you for talking this way. But I'm trying to show a pattern here in institutional, um, uh, in institutions, um, be it the church, formal education, culture, and um, and even the media. So, um, so let me hit this a little hard about this formal education. You know, I believe I've come to believe this, uh, brothers and sisters, that. Uh, I told you I am going to talk about some things I had mentioned before, and this here it goes. I really believe that our education system in America uh, knows what they're doing with regards to hiding glory of non-white people and promoting glory of white people. I don't think they're innocent at all. I think they know what they're doing and they know the power of what people can do once they find out the truth. They can take that thing called a will and they can will to pray and will to invite the Father to help. They can see the danger, first of all, of what's going on. And they can. I'm talking about human beings, powerful human beings. Once they find out what's going on, uh, and uh, with regards to white supremacy and, 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 and regards to who they are and, and who our white brothers and sisters are. and Once a person is totally woke, as they say, on the streets, you pretty much, those in power, have just lost. They have just lost that. And I just think there is incentive set in place to not share these kinds of things that I've been talking about tonight. That's what I believe. I just believe it. People pick on the church, the church, the church, but I think it's these colleges, it's these high schools, they make it their business not to uh, debunk white supremacist lives that's all around us. They choose to walk away. And I just think those of us educated formally need to understand while you're getting paper, and that's good, please know uh, that it's laced with white supremacy and that truly you know nothing of the world. If you're educating the West, I'm talking about exclusively educating the West, there's a good chance you know very little about what's happening in our world only. In the so-called white world. Do you know and do you thrive? And can you know and can you thrive? Because you are a part, You are their product. That's what the this education system does. It, it creates uh, products of this American empire. It's a little sip of this coffee. But why don't they talk about it? Why don't they talk about brothers and sisters? Why don't the, these powerful colleges these colleges with a long, long history of of educating some of our brightest minds in, uh, in America, why why don't they talk about this? Why don't you hear more people talking about this recessive trade? And why? 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 Why why don't you hear it? And I think uh, people like myself, and I may sound a little egotistical right now, I'm just being honest. But I think uh, people like Brother Seth, um, we're we're few and far between. We're few and far. And I think that what some of y'all need to do is really get on board with uh, these Sunday night uh, shows. And when I say get on board, I mean copy and paste the address of these shows and send them to your friends because, brothers and sisters, it's it's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. Think of your family. Think of your children and their mental state. Do you want them for the rest of their life to see this world through the lens, through the bubble of this thing we call white supremacy? Or Do you want your children to see things the way the father would have to see them? Now, some of you may say, especially if you're white, you may just not say anything because you think it owes such a benefit to, to keep these lives going so you can enjoy white privilege. But let me tell you something about white privilege. Right now, they're saying that I'm sure you know, you've heard about it, brothers and sisters, but a lot of white kids, number one, is going home And a lot of white kids are hating being white, so-called white. They're hating uh, what what history have to say about them. So much so, I know one governor. I know, I think at least two governors that have made it illegal to. talk about some of the atrocities of black, so-called black people, some of the horrific things we have went through, uh, slavery and then just hangings. And a lot of this stuff, there are governors that are saying, no, not in my state. So they don't want their kids feeling bad uh, for being white. Now, I do kind of understand that to some degree you don't want innocent kids coming um, uh, uh, growing up with feeling, you know, like they're just not good or, you know, they're bad people or anything like that. So I kind of understand what the governors are trying to do, but at the same time, uh, this would really help us out with white supremacy if they just told the truth and let these little young white kids who are going to probably grow up and be in a position to rule and continue ruling as their parents, in in some cases, have done. Are they going to continue to thrive? So what is wrong with sharing some ugly truths about white people uh, uh, to our kindergartens and middle school and high schoolers? I'm trying to show you our pattern here. They cannot. It is a need. It is a need. It is a show-nuff need. It's a need its a shown up need its a need to promote white supremacy. Not just in America, but in the world. It's a need. And so, brothers and sisters, I think this the institutional racism is what I'm talking about right now. I'm dealing with chapter two of my book. Speaking of chapter two, let me just kinda of go over how this book is laid out so far. But we're gonna eventually hit chap- chapters three and four and five, six, seven, and so forth, but just really quickly, brothers and sisters, um, you know what? I think I'm gonna not do that because I've done it several times in the past on past shows. So again, brothers and sisters, this is like part nine. Are right, you gonna do the go back to the Sunday night show? Here. So, Sunday night show, and uh, just go back about uh, nine weeks. And, We've been talking about this this long, and I'm going to continue to talk about this. Uh, I had said I was going to stop talking about once the book is wrote, but actually, I don't know, I may never uh, get a show up. Uh, We'll see See how the father, because white supremacy is the biggest threat uh, uh, to Americans uh, as far as socializing, socialism. It's the biggest threat to socialism. I mean, if we don't get a handle on this white supremacy we're going to look up and, um, Lord knows, can't, can't even finish that because we'll be in really bad shape if we look up and all of us just bow knee to white supremacy and just started, you know, we just can never grow uh, placing people in a position that where God is supposed to be, the most high is supposed to be. You can never, ever, ever grow doing that. Um. Folks, I gotta take another little break here. I, I do apologize for the breaks tonight, but I'm by myself. I'm not feeling a hundred percent. I don't know if y'all, some of y'all know that know, know that I um, went on vacation and had the opportunity to go up to Atlanta, and then we went from Atlanta to North, excuse me, South Carolina, and North Carolina, and then from there to Washington, and then from there to uh, uh, Baltimore. <laughs> Maryland, and then from there to, uh, I think it was uh, Philadelphia, and then after Philadelphia we went up to uh, Delaware, I think Delaware was, yeah Delaware, I think, and then Connecticut, and then on into Massachusetts, to Boston, where I was headed. So anyway, been in a lot of places, and I'm super tired, to be honest with you, just got in yesterday, and thought I could handle this show, but I'm really feeling super tired but I think I've said some things that will set a lot of people free if they would just listen and pray about it. Um, I think what I'm going to do, brothers, is I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show a little early tonight because I'm just not feeling good, it's just all coming over me now. Hopefully, uh, I don't, I'm not going to claim COVID or nothing, but I mean, in the last hour, it's just kind of gotten, really have gotten just super tired. I was going to take a break, but I think I'm going to go ahead and end the show because I'm not feeling 100%. But brothers, this sisters, listen. I've done eight shows at least, eight or nine shows. And uh, every show I hit on a different angle. Now I've yet to talk about uh, uh, the final uh, of this one section in the book where it says how genuine good humans, how genuine good humans can believe evil lies and become like devils. That's what I'll probably do next week and give some case and points where people very good became devils, straight up like demons and devils um, um, through this philosophy. And then we got to get on even more. I hit this already, but I want to hit really even more about solutions for victims of white supremacy because we do have solutions i never leave us without solutions. So anyway, I'm going to bow tonight and go ahead and wrap up the show because, again, Brother that's not the 100%, but I'm committed to this process, and that's why I really aimed at even trying to do this show because I really, really want to reach people and, and help them to destroy uh, these tentacles of white supremacy in their lives choking them, choking uh, their relationships, uh, first of all with themselves, uh, and then with their loved ones, and I, I'm, I'm serious, it, it, it is it is the number, I can't, I'm not going to say number one, I'm just going to say it's one of the top things that the Father did for me when he showed me that I was a white supremacist, and he began to walk with me. Daily, it seemed like, daily, uh, delivering me, pointing out things in my life, you know, that was taken from my relationship with him, my relationship with others, and, again, my relationship even with my own self. White supremacy was sucking the life out of me. I could not see even so-called black people in their proper perspective. Because I was looking to the lands of white supremacy, and it caused me to harm people without even realizing what I was doing. Sometime anyway, anyway. Good night. Well, I tell you so much. Well, folks, tomorrow again we're going to be talking about um, current events. Current events is tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have some panelists in the house talking about that. I know we will. I just don't know who it's going to be. But just tune in tomorrow. When we'll be talking about again current events. Um, be blessed. Uh, again, I'm up to show a little early, but I think I've said a lot of things, and um, that will really make you free. It will really make you free. Just simply believe the truth. The Bible says the truth will make us free, folks. I love every single one of you. I don't care what ethnic group you are of, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hopefully, you was blessed by the audio clips I played tonight and the insight that I shared tonight about this religion uh, that's been forced upon us. This white supremacy, and uh, hopefully you understand. You understood what I. I said earlier when I said very often that uh, we just can't grow uh, the way the Father wants us to to what the Father has called us to be with white supremacist frames of mind. It just ain't going to work. It don't mix. It's diametrically opposing itself. Yes. Yeah. White supremacy is So Anyway um, Trying to think of Oh oh, and Thursday night I knew it was something Thursday night brothers This is open forum Open forum Um,
0: We'll see you then All right. Good night